Welcome to the On The Air Podcast, a companion to On The Air Magazine, a bi-monthly magazine from ARRL for beginner to intermediate ham radio licensees. I'm your host, Steve Ford, WB8IMY. Every month, the On The Air Podcast extends material found in On The Air Magazine to help you learn more about the many things the amateur radio service and hobby has to offer. The On The Air Podcast is sponsored by ICOM, for the love of ham radio. In the January-February issue of On The Air, Leanna Figluski has written an informative article about how to find a radio mentor on YouTube. In the article, she lists a number of worthwhile YouTube channels for your viewing pleasure. But for this podcast, we've tracked down two mentors in particular. First up is Dave Kessler, KE0OG. Dave's channel is Ham Radio Answers, and with more than 100,000 subscribers, it's one of the most popular amateur radio educational channels on YouTube. He's also the author of the Ask Dave column that appears every month in QST Magazine. Good afternoon, Dave. Good afternoon. How are you, Steve? Good. I was just telling listeners that, as far as I know, you are one of, if not the, most popular video podcaster on YouTube for ham radio. Would you agree? Oh, there's a couple that are ahead of me in terms of subscriber count, but uh, I'm still doing a video a day, so I am trying to stay in the game. You just anticipated my next question. You do a video a day? I was going to ask how many you do. Well, uh, it started when the pandemic started. Uh, I said, look, everybody's stuck at home, and their schedules are disrupted. I'll tell you what, I'll give you something non-COVID to look forward to every day. I'll do a short video Every day until this whole thing lasts. Well, shoot, it's been two years now. That's uh, right. But I'm still doing a video a day, yeah. Generally speaking, the topics of your videos are what? Educational? Would you call it that, or, or how would you put it? I would say educational. Um, the way it's set up right now, I mean, the channel is called Ask Dave. So I have a uh, email. It's hamradioanswers at gmail.com that people can send uh, their ham radio related questions to. And I'll go through those and look for ones I can make a video about. And uh, we just take that person's question and answer it uh, in a video format. Sometimes I grab the whiteboard. Sometimes I just talk to it. And, of course, I've got the column in QST called Ask Dave, and the uh, email address for that is askdave, uh, with no hyphen, askdave at A-R-R-L dot O-R-G. And um, I try to take what I do in QST from that, but sometimes there aren't enough, and so I'll go picking among the other questions. I even had somebody send me one by U.S. Mail, oh. and I answered that in QST. So the ones in QST, I'm looking for ones I can answer in two or three paragraphs, maybe with a simple drawing. And the ones I'm looking for uh, on the Ham Radio Answers is ones that will take a 10 to 15 minute video uh, to go through. The most popular uh, questions have to do with antennas and grounding. Well, that would make sense. Would you characterize most of your questions and your answers? as beginner level, intermediate? How would you characterize that? I would characterize it as beginner to intermediate 
general. Um, uh, my primary audience, I'm aiming it at those about to become generals and those who have just become generals, because there's such a transition from technician to general. And I even have a reference station all drawn up on my website. So if you go to that page and purchase all those things and put them together, you'll have a, a very nice uh, general station. Or you can mix and match. If you don't like the ICOM radio, you can get a Yesu or something like that. And I went so far as to put my uh, Yesu FTDX 3000 back up on the shelf and purchase an ICOM 7300. And uh, so the station I use is actually the reference station, so I can answer questions about it. I see. Well, your production values, your quality is excellent. Some of the, without question, the best I've seen among the ham radio uh, video casters, if you will. Hmm. That must take you quite a while if you're uh, producing one video a day. I mean, to put all that together and to make it look as good as you do? Well, the secret is I have an assistant. He's a high schooler. Um, he's a senior. And he's one of these bright young people that you can tell them how to do something once and they've got it. And he actually does the editing. And um, he's gotten pretty good at it. And so we'll sit here and we will record five or six or seven videos. And then he'll go get those set up, upload them to YouTube, set a date for them. We do six a week. We don't do one on Thursdays because I have a live stream on Thursday. And then uh, he he takes care of all of the logistics. He's wonderful. Uh, the only problem is he's going to graduate from high school, oh, about May, and go on a Mormon mission, and so I'll lose him. So I'm starting to look around for another assistant. Some of these teenagers have really good work ethics and, uh, of course, are completely comfortable with the computer. And um, he actually does the camera work um, and the audio work and everything and gets those things out. And he comes over two or three times a week. Considering the quality of how you present and how you tackle certain topics that are potentially complex. Do you have a teaching background? I've always wondered. Um, yes, I do. My father was a teacher, so I inherited it from him. Oh, okay. <laughs> what actually happened was this. I went on my Mormon mission to the Philippines, and when I was there, there are something like 54 major dialects in the Philippines. So everywhere I went I, that I was transferred to uh, was a new dialect, and the, the only language tying the whole country together is English. And nearly everybody speaks some English. And interestingly, I was there when Marcos declared martial law, and he did it in English. Uh, so the whole country could understand him. And what I learned over there was the ability to teach a reasonably complex subject to somebody who only understood a little English. And so I had to be able to package it in such a way that it was easy to understand the concept. And I made sure that they understood the concept before I progressed. I didn't just dump on them. I really, really wanted to teach them. And I think it's that skill that has enabled me both in industry. You know, I was always the guy the engineer 
called on to explain it to management because I was the only guy who could make engineering topics understandable to manage. And uh, you know how that works. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, um, and I've just tried to use that skill, uh, like, for example, in my training videos, which are now on uh, the technician videos on the ARRL uh, YouTube site and the general and extra videos are in the new learning site uh, that the league has that Steve Goodgame is in charge of. And in those, my idea is this, you know, anybody can read the book, but if I can give them a 10 or 15 minute introduction to the section and walk through the equations and talk about the why, how do we get here? Why is this important? What are we going to do with it? Why is it important to ham radio? And then when they read the section, They've heard the words, they've heard the terms, they've seen them used, and the section can mean a lot more to them. And I don't teach the questions unless there's a weird question. There are some weird questions in the question pool. Yes, there are. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I looked at uh, one question that was, they didn't want us to use the 468 over F, they wanted 492 over F, which does not take into account the velocity factor required. And so I derived the equation backwards and got to the 468. I says, this is assuming a 0.95 velocity factor in wire. I've <laughs> never met a dipole that isn't made of wire. That's so right. why would you have an equation that isn't for wire? But I said, but now the answer is this 492 thing, and, and uh, you know, beware of it. Don't trip over it. So. I appreciate all the fine work you've done, Dave. I, well, thank you. I look forward to seeing more of you on YouTube. Well, uh, you can check just about every day. And now I'm going to Quartz Fest, and I don't quite have enough videos up there to cover all of Quartz Fest. So I might miss a day or two. Well, I'll be looking. Thank you, David. Oh, thank you. Good to talk to you. Steve Goodgame, K5ATA, is the manager of the Education and Learning Department at ARRL headquarters. But before he joined the staff, he spent years as an educator, and he still produces videos for his YouTube channel, K5ATA Ham Radio. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. In addition to all the work that you're doing at ARRL headquarters, or I should say perhaps prior to that work, you were a teacher, correct? That's correct. 21 years. 21 years as a teacher. So you have quite a bit of experience when it comes to education. A little bit, yep. Um, te I taught in... Uh, Mississippi and Texas, so I've been around a little bit. And you also have a fairly popular YouTube channel, and I was looking at that the other day, and you you post a number of interesting topics on that. Um, yeah, I've had the, the YouTube channel for a few years, and um, when I started getting to teach ham radio in school in my classroom before I came to work here at HQ, I started using it as a way to sort of, um, I guess, funnel equipment into kids' hands when we'd get them licensed. So. Well, I have to ask, when I was looking at your channel, what is caffeinated radio? Well, I'm, I'm kind of a, a coffee addict, so... Um, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty well known for wherever I go, I I have a cup of Joe. So it's it kind of became a running joke in some of my live streams, and you know they they knew I was not feeling well one day because I wasn't drinking coffee, and so it just kind of kind of stemmed from there. Oh, so it's not rapid fire talking radio, <laughs> it's or yeah. a YouTube channel. It's yeah. No, I thought that was uh, no. It, it's it was it's purely to do with the caffeine, yeah. <laughs> 
In terms of topics generally, uh, with your personal YouTube channel, is there anything uh, that you in particular touch upon that, uh, oh, an ongoing theme, if you will? Um, yeah, well, I've taken a, a deliberate break, and I'm actually about to start reposting again this month um, when I went to work at HQ. So I wanted there to be a clear separation from what I was doing and what I'm doing. Um, before, it was, like I said, a lot of things were geared entirely towards the group of students that I called the Padawans. Those are my kids that, you know, I taught amateur radio to in school and got them licensed. I think it was 62 of them in the last couple of years. Oh. Um, and then another another topic that we regularly do is, is kind of a family affair. We, my daughter is a, a general class license, and so she and I like to do our parts on the air activations together. So a lot of my other videos are, are she and I activating parts, and that's that's kind of our, we're a ham fam. My um, my wife's a, got her license as well, but my daughter and I, that's that's kind of our, our love is POTA. So you're going to keep your uh, channel going, uh, despite what you're I doing. I am, yeah. yeah. And like I said, I wanted there to be a clear separation because, you know, I was before a lot of what I was doing was geared toward helping to raise funds and helping to raise equipment for, for young new hams. And I wanted there to be a very clear, you know, time period in between. I didn't want people to feel like they could still send me radios to give to the kids because, well, I'm 1,200 miles away from them most of the time now. Oh, sure. <laughs> so, In terms of the ARRL's YouTube presence, uh, what is the league doing there? Well, we are um, increasing the number of videos that we post there, and we're also collaborating with a lot of YouTube content creators to to create videos for us on our YouTube channel and in our learning center. Um, as you know, we all know nowadays people people turn to YouTube to learn how to do something before they turn to a manual a lot of times, and so we're reaching out and working with with some of the more popular YouTube presences that have. You know, they've got a, a large following, so people tend to feel comfortable with them when they start teaching them. You know, Dave Kastler is one of them. Um, Josh Nass of Ham Radio Crash Course has done some work for us. We've got several of them that we're working with. And you anticipate producing more league-centric uh, YouTube material? Absolutely, yes. We're that's that's one of the things that that we're gearing towards is to to increase our presence there, um, as well as like I said in our learning center. But a lot of the the stuff on on the YouTube channel will be, I guess, more generalized stuff for for hams in general. Um, like you know, Josh created a, a video for us, just kind of explaining why ham radio. You know, in, in a time when everybody has a cell phone, and a lot of people say, "Well, what do I need ham radio for? I've got a phone." He did a great video. I think it's about twelve, fifteen minutes long about you know why why now do we still need ham radio and so that's that's a very popular one on our channel right now do you see also topics uh for more advanced amateurs yeah we are going to you know slowly increase some of that as well i'm going to work with the lab and have them do some, some videos with us right now we're a lot of it's in the planning stages um you know i just came on in september and in fact i'm not even completely full-time up here yet i'm back and forth so but we are in the planning stages of a lot of things. We're going to have the lab do some some sort of training videos, I guess, on how to how to do different different things, and it, it is getting there. We we are we have a a plan to to grow that and to grow the the content. Well, that's great. Now, if you were talking to a newly licensed amateur, the type of person who is probably listening to this podcast, what sort of recommendations would you give as far as YouTube goes as a source of information? Because you and I both know there are also uh, videos on there that are wildly inaccurate. And of course, I don't mean league videos, but stuff that other people post. What sort of advice would you give to them to sort of separate 
separate the wheat from the chaff? Well, that, that can be challenging. Um, you know, one of the, I guess, if, if we're collaborating with them, so if you see us working with them, then we have vetted those people out. Um, so, you know, that's one, one strategy. If you see that maybe they've got courses in our learning center on our, our YouTube channel, then we've found their content to be on par with what, what AWRL looks at or looks for. Um, and another thing is don't just settle in and watch just one fellow or one you know, young lady, just watch several and uh, you'll get a good feel for how people think and which one, I guess, are more accurate than others. And and don't be afraid to read the comments. Um, <laughs> if you read the comments down below the video, a lot of times you'll get, get a really good idea as to whether somebody's on par or not. But at the same time, you have to take some of those comments with a grain of salt because there are some people that seem to make it their mission in life to uh, just go post something negative anywhere. So don't look at just one comment as a whole, but look at all of the comments and if they're overwhelmingly positive then you're probably okay or if you see somebody in the comments writing uh, your explanation of swr is completely wrong and a number of people are writing the same thing then you know eh, maybe this yeah person isn't quite up to speed you, know? <laughs> you might want to look around and watch another video or two and get you know that that's a good point because those comments do i mean if you see a pattern i guess is a good word if you see a pattern in the comments then that may be a good a good indicator that well maybe maybe this isn't the video for them now that's not to say that that person doesn't create great videos on other aspects of the hobby and that's another thing is you can't look at one creator and just because maybe there was one video they made that was a little less accurate. You can't really say that all of their videos are that way. Um, That's true. You know, it's you know the different people. I mean, we all have a, a bad day, so to speak, and you know maybe that wasn't their. Maybe they misspoke or something and didn't intend to. So you know, don't don't permanently shy away from a channel because of one video that maybe you didn't agree with or it wasn't totally what you were after. Certainly. And you brought up a good point a moment ago that if you see a YouTube channel that appears to be associated with ARRL, that that's kind of like, well, in the old days, the good housekeeping seal of approval, something you can be reasonably sure is is accurate. Yeah, and, and we do, like I said, we try to try to vet those those people out. And, it's, and by the time we're working with them, we, we pretty confidently feel that they're, they're accurate on at least most of the front. Do you see sources like YouTube becoming more productive dominant as we go on? Absolutely. Um, I used it even when I taught school. When I taught English, we used YouTube. I mean, YouTube is just becoming more and more the go-to when people want to learn how to do something or want to learn about something. Uh, I, I was going to mention, I was working on a laptop just a couple of days ago, and I couldn't exactly figure out how to replace a memory module, and I went to YouTube, and there it was that showed exactly how to do it for my particular laptop, and the guy was right. Yeah, and so, I mean, there's a wealth of information, but like you pointed out earlier, there's also a wealth of misinformation, yes. and that's that, that's one of the tools that, or the, the skills, I should say, that, you know, people and you know, I'm always naturally going back to kids because that's what I taught for 21 years. They need to be taught how to filter what's useful and what's what's not, what's accurate and what's not. Precisely. Well, thank you, Steve. I'll look forward to more content from you on the ARRL channel and on your own personal channel. Oh, thank you, Steve. And it was good talking to you again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, which took a deeper dive into the material from the January-February 2022 issue of On the Air magazine. A brand new issue debuts in just a few weeks, so be sure to catch next month's episode. In the meantime, feel free to send comments about On the Air to ota at arrl.org, read our blog at arrl.org forward slash 
ota-blog or learn more about ARRL membership at arrl.org. Until next time, I'm Steve Ford, WB8IMY, 73.